Welcome to a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, they made how many of those? And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps and I'm here with Elizabeth Helley and one of a kind, Tyler Hymanson. There is only one. <laughs> Welcome to the... There can be only one. <laughs> there can be only one of a kind. Uh, okay. Welcome to the uh, 201st episode of Sequel Rides. Beep, beep. Beep, 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 beep. Um, yeah, if you guys were here last week, you uh, heard us talk about our 200th episode last week, and we're glad that you came back after all those episodes to hear <laughs> the very next one. Uh, this week, we're talking about <laughs> The Land Before Time 12, The Great Day of the Flyers. Not the day, uh, the the day of great flyers or something like I said last time. I messed up where the great was. Um, but uh, yeah, it's I gonna be really a great day. I really loved calling things great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was gonna say that I don't know if you messed it up. Great doesn't super enter into the equation here. So, oh, early burn on number twelve. <laughs> it's not not looking 12, not a 12 looking degree great. burn <laughs> not looking great <laughs> oh god um well before we get going here uh Eliz, where can people reach out to us send us an email at sequel rights at gmail.com or you can find us on twitter instagram facebook and youtube at sequel rights and please rate and review us on apple podcast five stars goes a super long way to help Helping other people find us and join our great herd of dinosaurs to fly in formation in some sort of flying V. That is a ritual that is very important. That is also completely trivial, uh, much like writing a podcast. So, yes. <laughs> First of all, how dare so you talk about the flying V that way? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do not bring that winning maneuver into this terrible sequel. Okay. Before, uh, I mean, you know, I guess it's time we should just find out what makes this day so great. Welcome to the land before time. The number one best-selling animated movie series full of upbeat songs and playful stories about friendship, loyalty, and growing up with lovable Littlefoot. Let's go. Devoted Ducky. Oh, I believe it. Yep, yep, yep. Eager Chomper. Panicky Petrie, <laughs> Gentle Giant Spike, and Sweet but Strong-Willed Sarah. <laughs> Little Goofy Woofus. And now, the adventure continues with an all-new movie, The Great Day of the Flyers, <laughs> with a brand new dinosaur, Guido. Hi. Parenting Magazine calls it uplifting and adorable. A sky-high adventure. Oh, <laughs> The land before time. <laughs> Parenting magazine calls it a real adventure. <laughs> Wait, a where was sentence. Chomper? Where I, was Chomper? What? I don't know. My, I this was the only trailer that existed, and my thought was that apparently this was announced the same time as the TV show. So maybe Chomper's in the TV show. I don't know. He so, ain't in this movie. Disclosure. I scrubbed through a little bit of this movie. It's been a hectic week. And so I was like, oh, did I miss like the 10 minutes of the movie where Chopper shows up? <laughs> no, you did not. 
No, the, okay, so if, the first of all, that's what bothered me the most about that trailer, the fact that they name-dropped Chomper for no reason. Yep. Um, second of all, the alliteration, like, I spent the whole time that he was going through all those names being like, what's he going to do about Sarah? Is he going to say something that starts with S <laughs> or something that also starts with C? And I was, like, thinking about it and thinking about it, and then it compl- the Chomper thing completely threw me off, and then he goes gentle giant spike which makes no sense and then sweet but strong sarah so not only like did they not keep the pattern oh my god i'm so upset right now <laughs> they, they couldn't even do it they did it for like three of the dinosaurs and then they were like eh, let's get also is that land before time now what just for trailers song was that on the best of cd i don't think so i, I okay. have to go back i'd have to go back and look i don't think it's on there we got to find out about oh this boy. song. I wonder if it's a Brownman and McBroom. It sounds better than any of their songs, so I don't know. Bialy Stock and Bloom, yeah. Bialy Stock and Bloom, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so this is number 12, and we get, you know, as far as good things in the movie, one of the most interesting openings we've ever seen. We get an exciting. You know, one that incorporates the Universal logo uh, directly into the opening. First time that's happened. Universal Family Home Entertainment now has officially taken over. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. No more WeChat plane. No. Even in the end, there's like a snazzy new like animated logo that's all crazy, but no Jetty. No Jetty. (laughs) R.I.P. Jetty. Jetty crashed. No more. No more Jetty. (laughs) Jetty. Jetty had to check into Betty Ford. (laughs) <laughs> maybe she was tired of people calling her weak in oh. her name yeah. Yeah. well she, she should have filed the paperwork shit. to change her name yeah that's true that's true yeah um okay so yes the 3d globe then yeah it starts you know you, you know the universal logo it says universal and the globe spins and the words come out and then this time the words go back behind the globe and then we start to zoom in and we see the continents as they are today, slowly drift back to form Pangea or whatever the fuck it was called. <laughs> it's called Pangea. God, what? Did you not go to elementary school? I hate dinosaurs. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You're from Wisconsin, so they probably didn't teach that there no, since yeah. it and might go against. Flat, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I don't know. There was like a garden and a snake. Why is there a horizon, Eliz? Why is there a horizon? <laughs> we can't explain that. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, so actually, yeah, I thought this was kind of cool. Um, and we were back into John Engel for sure. This one didn't sound like, you know, yeah, deep fake John Engel <laughs> like the last. You know, I'm purposely, <laughs> I'm purposely not looking it up, but like, how much longer can John Engel and Kenneth Mars like make it? And also, did we lose Grandma? Oh yeah, there's a there's a line where <laughs> Grandpa's like, "We must have." We I must sure have. wish Grandma was here to see. No, this. but she is there, like visually. <laughs> but I don't think she speaks throughout the whole oh. movie, so we might have yeah. lost. Well, um, she barely speaks Miriam at all, anyways. Then. So yeah, Actually, I'm gonna look. It you up should look it up. Okay, but yeah, because maybe that line was like that was the tribute. Oh, that would be sad in multiple ways. Wait, what um, year did this movie even come out? It was uh, on TV. It was this year. (laughs) It was on TV in 2006 and uh, DVD in 2007. Ooh. 
Not sure what TV channel aired this, but um, I don't know. NBC. I'm going to guess a USA or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Universal Kids or something. Is that a thing? I don't know. I, I mean, I think it was, was like, for a minute. It was right after an episode of Suits. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is the guy from Suits. Stay tuned for The Land Before Time, the great day of the Flyers. Flyers. <laughs> This is me, the guy from Suits. Oh, okay. So I was like, I don't not... know anyone in that show. So spoiler alert, she's not even dead Megan now. Markle. Oh. Miriam Flynn is not even dead. But for she's... some reason, <laughs> she's uncredited in this movie, but it does it is on her IMDb as voice uncredited. For some <laughs> I love, here's my favorite thing about that. The best news that somebody is still alive is the way that you just phrased that is spoiler alert she's not even dead <laughs> i don't know why they just like didn't have her credit in this movie oh well whatever but yeah there is a really weird line that grandpa says that made me think like did wait did she die <laughs> i know yeah i think it's at the expense of daddy tops i think that that's what it is there, but, yeah it still hasn't been called daddy tops he it, it's a weird like transition line where like him and some other dinosaurs are walking away from the scene. And he's like, I sure wish Grandma had seen this. And I even paused it, too, because I was like, I paused it and went back because I was like, wait, is that a mistake? Like, wasn't Grandma standing right next to him in that scene? But it was some other random long neck that didn't, that had different face. There's shape. some there's some weird just like color variants happening here. I mean, speaking of deceased dinosaurs uh well i guess we uh, there's there's this is a multi-layer point that i need to get to one (laughs) we fucking hated that daddy tops and his new girlfriend were the main folks of the last movie and our main complaint with this series has been that no character connects no character carries over and his fucking girlfriend does in this movie. <laughs> of that all the story, people. Yeah. Of all of the stories, the, the, the aliens, the lone dinosaur, Littlefoot's fucking dad. <laughs> nope, all of that. Let's just blow that out the window. But no, like this random girlfriend that Daddy Tops has, they're, they have an egg. And that's a thing that's happening. They so, like, fucked. not only do we have to acknowledge, yeah, that they fucked, like, <laughs> he impregnated her and she, like, yep. pooped out an egg, which is, I'm sure, how it works. That's uh, the technical term. Yeah, yeah, I think that's scientifically accurate. Yeah. Right. I'll allow it. It's a lot. Um, I was I not know. I was not expecting that at all, uh, so I was pretty shocked, honestly. Um, I did look high and low for the tiny sources. Well, no, because... <laughs> but I think I think they just like reshaped them into Petrie's brothers and sisters. <laughs> yeah, they took over the same the, voices. Yeah, and then it's like they're all stompers. They're all different colors. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Petrie has had brothers and sisters this whole time, but we have really not seen them. We've seen them even less than Ducky's sisters, like or um, Sarah's siblings. That Sarah's we have sisters seen. and mother, who are I guess dead. Or, like, they left in such an upsetting way that, like, Sarah and the dad can't even, like, acknowledge that they... Yeah, I was going to say, is this this moment now that they have a new baby and they're married or whatever, like, is this, like, Sarah's mom dead confirmed or what? 
That's what I was thinking the whole time. <laughs> I guess I want to say yeah. she left with the other sisters, and Sarah was being a dumbass and stayed with her dad. <laughs> that sounds like that's in character. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Or maybe she really didn't want to leave Littlefoot in them. Yeah, I that's true. Say, that this is the sound least. Like in every single movie, like some of the friends have taken a little bit more focus here and there, but this one is the first time I really feel like Littlefoot was not even the first or second like main yeah. character. He was like a afterthought. Like this was like half Petrie and half Sarah. Littlefoot is and Spike are barely in it at all. And every time Ducky is in it, she's being physically and emotionally abused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she, she kind of tries to teach guido how to swim there's a moment there that's nice sure sure i uh yeah i was gonna ask what you guys thought about the uh what has seemed to have been kind of like a a move to focus more on sarah uh like she was she had a pretty big storyline last episode and now this one it's like yeah she's like the main character basically <laughs> i don't know what i think about it i mean yeah we I, hated I get the it. character focus last season, last last season, <laughs> last movie, and like it's just moving more into that territory. That's how I see it. I Sorry, I didn't don't hate Sarah. I just hate Daddy Tops. Yeah, he's really yeah. annoying, and I I just like the all the cutesy stuff that's happening is just like uh, I can't with this. Yeah, I don't really care much for Trish. She's too cutesy. She looks too cartoony. Um, I don't know. Trish, Trish I mean, is okay. the Trish. Trisha is the baby. Uh, the baby. The baby. Bright yeah. pink baby. That's how you know it's a girl. Super wide Bright eyes. Pink baby. <laughs> also, like, maybe it's good. Daddy tops never had a son. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's true. Maybe. Hey, there's still time. <laughs> yeah, but like, just think how how horrible he's been to his daughters. Like, he would have destroyed a son. Mm-hmm. That's true. He's like one of those dads that always wanted a son and never had one. So then they treated their daughter and like forced them to do whatever they would have made a boy do. And then the daughter is gonna like resent them. Or you mean every royal family ever <laughs> <laughs> for all of history? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he abandoned his other daughters, and then now he has this other one, which, like, they don't even yeah. notice when she, like, run the... Spoiler alert, the big climax of this movie is the baby just wanders away and nobody notices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except for the unfortunately named Guido. Guido! Okay, so I, why is he named that? Because this one didn't have any special features, so I don't know what kind of dinosaur he was. This is a micro-raptor, apparently, according to Wikipedia. It's a little raptor that had a bunch of, you know, feathers and wings like that. Um, I don't know, the photo that... The photo, the, the like, artist rendering they have of it. I guess I could see a Guido in there. <laughs> kind of. What, you just looked this up online? It's listed in the uh, Wikipedia, yeah. Oh, Wikipedia, okay. It says, like, Guido, a micro-raptor. <laughs> but why Guido? They think it looks, like, Italian, so it's, like, a racist uh, <laughs> I don't know why Guido. Why it's Guido? always, it's almost always been a part of the, the name of the dinosaur, like, the word. So it's right. so weird. I think, it's not, I think that it might just be ignorant and hateful now, though. <laughs> or they just like, hey Rob Paulson, what's your what what do you think this guy's name is? I don't know, I'm feeling Guido. Oh, it says that one of them 
One of the three species of this microraptor is named M. Gui. G U I. Okay. So there you go. Okay. I guess that is it's a graphic it? user Did you interface. Say species? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a different species. Oh my god. Uh, okay, so yeah, it's a lot. And Rob Paulson, well, he was Mo, right? Yep. And so I, he's back. Now using his pretty much exactly Yakko voice. Oh, yes. It is exactly Yakko. So stupid. Yeah. <laughs> there well, was no he more also like... Did, he also, yeah, he did, the, um, he did his pinky. Like, oh, his brain. Like, oh, yeah, that's like, true. He did. He did. Oh, the I mean, eggs like, guy done... was pinky. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yep. Uh, just throwing in all the voices. Yep. Make go- that money, Rob Paulson. <laughs> Make that money, Rob. <laughs> Yeah, Guido just kind of shows up out of nowhere, and he's like, I don't know who I am or what I am or what I'm doing here. I don't know nothing. I am what I am. Yeah. And, like, it's not it's not explained. And it will never be no. explained. Why he I think that had amnesia. You don't know that it will never he, be explained. <laughs> that's true. Good point. I wanted it to be aliens. But... <laughs> Like, the beginning of this movie talks about, like, we see dinosaurs die at the beginning of this movie. Yeah, but it, it shows it in, like, a, you know, it's like, now that dinosaur was there for so long, it died or whatever. But then it's, like, all these sparkles, like, look at how pretty this is. <laughs> it's not it's like, like I mean, all kids know that dinosaurs don't exist anymore. So it's, like, not, like, that traumatic. But sure. it is or do interesting. They? <laughs> like, do you think that this was, like, kind of a response to all those, like, articles and papers that came out being like maybe t-rexes were covered in feathers ha ha or whatever i mean they like, they were could be. Covered in feathers yeah I, I think i think so what i got from like the weird opening we talked about ice ages and things like that like i thought where it was gonna go was that it was a story where guido was like frozen and then like woke up because like they went through these eras and things like that oh, but yeah. As the movie progressed, it kind of just seemed like that maybe he like sleep flies and he yep. just kind of had like and he just has a bird brain. It's kind of dumb. I think he that's exactly correct. And <laughs> apparently lost his entire family and there's no effort to like find them. Right. Well, I mean, what would these kids know about finding families? It's not a thing that Everything. they ever go on laundry. <laughs> they've done that every other movie. It's crazy. Yeah, oh but God. they're not interested about it in this movie at all. They're just like, uh, like I don't know. Like, Petrie's having a hard time. You can be a part of his family, I guess. So when, when was this movie in relation to the TV show, Justin? Uh, the TV show started in 2007, and this was on DVD in 2007. But it aired on TV before that. Okay, because like I, I was gonna say, it really does feel like a couple of episodes of a TV show mushed together. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Like a Sarah episode about the baby, Patriot episode about the day of flying, and then they're like, okay, let's just make some like connective scenes with this like Guido guy and call it. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's our new cousin. Like, look at this, Leonardo DiCaprio's (laughs) here for three episodes. Yeah. (laughs) First of all, that was amazing season of Growing Pains. I love Leonardo DiCaprio's <laughs> art. Don't even try to make that joke because that was amazing television. Fair uh, enough, fair enough. Yeah, it looks like it looks like this movie was out on DVD in February at the end of February, and that the TV show premiered like the very next week in March. Uh, so on Cartoon Network, synergy. So, so there you go. 
a little bit before this, I think, or maybe around this time, uh, I recently was listening to another podcast, the Blank Check podcast, where they were kind of going through the Disney movies, and they were talking about all those, like, Disney sequels that were coming out, like, straight to video, and I guess what they did for a lot of them was mush three episodes into a movie call it a sequel and then make that also the backdoor pilot of the series so maybe universal was like we're gonna do that same thing of course like none of those like i mean okay the little mermaid show and the aladdin show are good but like the hercules show and like you know whatever other ones atlantis and the you know other things that they had like i think this might be what what uni is going for here yeah so you think then maybe Guido is a character in the TV show? Maybe. maybe? I don't know what to think anymore. We I, we were so sure the trio was not going to be here. <laughs> yeah. It does seem weird. Maybe they just, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they were like, this is one thing that we can't just gloss over. <laughs> People are going to be like, what happened to Tria? <laughs> Why isn't Sarah's father like suicidally depressed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because he just would have been casually, like, misogynistic against her and being like, like if we never heard from her again, it'd be like, yeah, he was probably an asshole to her. He'll be she like, left. yeah, she was pink, and I thought that was weird. So, like, she, I would have yeah. said she made it out. Um, <laughs> but, you yes, know. exactly. It is a lot like they do, I guess, show that Sarah's dad has somewhat grown, if only by, like, becoming just, like, more chill because when there's a new person visiting the great valley everyone is like uh oh as sarah's dad is walking up because <laughs> we all know how hateful sarah's dad is toward newcomers yep. and yep. uh he is pretty mean to him but it's more just kind of like a eh, you suck <laughs> leave me alone like you know he's he's not like we must murder him and drive him out of the valley like for what <laughs> he's a freak yeah. look at him he's covered in it's daddy xenophobia He's covered in things we don't have a word for. So he has mellowed out a little bit. I am a little bit happy that this movie did not try to force feed us some weird nomenclature for sleepwalking. They're just like, it's like he's walking and he's asleep. And I'm like, that's fine. It's lazy, but it's fine. Yeah, but they still managed to put in like sky puffies or whatever the fuck they call clouds. (laughs) Sky fluffies, I wrote it down. Sky fluffies? Sky fluffies. (laughs) So... They still managed to God put that in there, but like I said, yeah, they can't. Good. They can't figure out a fake word for feathers. Apparently, in this movie, <laughs> that's it's one that's crazy. That they too, couldn't do with the sleepwalking. You know, I'm glad that at least somebody in the room was like, "Okay, well, why wouldn't they just wake him up though? Like, little kids aren't gonna like know that the dinosaurs just shouldn't wake him up." And so, like, okay, let's have Ducky say this line about her aunt that we've never heard of before, <laughs> how she sleepwalks. And that waking her up will be really, really bad, uh, but they don't know why, but let, then that'll make them not wake him up. Yeah. <laughs> and the rest of the writer's room was like, yeah, 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 fine, put it in. <laughs> and by writer's room, I mean John Loy <laughs> talking out loud to himself. You mean you mean the inside-out uh, version of John Lloyd's mind? <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. He's like, okay, self, hear me out, hear me out. What if all of the characters in the movie were following another character that was asleep around the Great Valley for a full 
35 minutes. <laughs> minutes. We're not only going to put this character to sleep, we're going to put the audience to audience sleep. To sleep. This, was like, this was like one of the worst sequences. I'm just like, this it is really taking was of forever. Any of the Full disclosure, disclosure, this is the part where I skipped 10 minutes. Oh my god! And they they managed to like oh we're stuck in another fucking log over a ravine in the same sequence and I'm just like oh god this is a terrible this is just a terrible movie I can't like ten minutes happened and then I cut to and he's like an earth shake and I'm like okay <laughs> oh no they, they he's do another straight. log over a ravine which was stupid because they had already come up with a way to make him turn around. Like by, you know, make kind of gently guiding him to turn around. But then they didn't do that when he was about to go over to the ravine. Instead, they do the log thing instead. I did appreciate at the very least that this time when Spike insisted on inconveniently eating a leaf as they all hung in the balance from a log, absolutely (laughs) nothing happened. He just ate the leaf and then they all continued to hang there and then made it off. Yeah. Like, because usually that that would cause the log to start falling. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like that literally that exact same thing happened in one of the previous movies. Yeah. It happened in multiple ones. Yeah. Ugh. And I did like that Sarah was like, oh, we didn't even have to do the stupid log thing. Like, this is totally a waste of time. I like she acknowledged that. Yeah. It was just such a long sequence that ended up being like, they're doing all this stuff to save him. And then in the end, he just falls off a cliff. And that was what needed to happen anyways. So stupid. So stupid. The other thing that really bugged me, like this movie, you can tell it. I feel like more than a lot of the other ones, like this one, I'm like, if you're older than like, two and a half you're gonna be like this movie's boring as shit yeah (laughs) or like you're gonna you you know there's this whole thing that i thought was really excruciating was there's all this time spent on trying to figure out what guido can do what kind of dinosaur are you huh i wonder what he's gonna do uh is he a swimmer no is he a long neck no definitely not uh and it's you know incredibly obvious to like anyone who's over like i said the age of two and a half or something uh that he's gonna be a flyer so or he's gonna fly or something you know and so when that moment happens and it's like this big reveal i was like nope (laughs) i mean yeah like cool bro yeah obviously Yeah, that's why, you know, I really think that all the lessons here just feel like TV episode lessons and not like movie lessons or movie uh, plots, you know, like Mm because we've got, okay, Sarah's accepting the fact that she has a little sister, but she doesn't even really like come to any realization. She's kind of jealous, but she doesn't even like fully have that like little kid jealousy thing like you would have seen in any other TV show or she just kind of like accepts her and the parents just kind of like go through it without even really acknowledging what Sarah had been through. Right. Like the dad at the end is just like, and we also have a daughter already. And then that's <laughs> it. That, that shows that they like acknowledged her and she's happy all of a sudden. Yep. And the yep. Petrie's thing is like, Oh, you know, just be yourself and you don't have to be like all your siblings or whatever. But you know what? I think you do have to be like your siblings when you're competing in a judged event in which, you know, points are awarded for, you know, like, ah, yeah, that is not the time to be yourself. Get in line. (laughs) Be yourself outside of competition. Exactly. Like, what if, uh, you know, what if uh, those three giant pterodactyl judges would have just been like, disqualified, immediately after uh, Peachy was like, I'm just going to be me. Spiral, 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 spiral. 
Did anyone think when the Guido, when you said the giant pterodactyl judges, it just reminded me there was a moment where we're revealing Guido where Petrie sees something in the brush and everybody's terrified of what it is, that it was Toronto. I really thought it was going to be Toronto. I was <laughs> praying. I was like, please be Toronto. Please be Toronto. That would have been so funny. I thought he was going to show up in this movie for sure, but. I did too. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. There is like another tall uh, pterodactyl that has a big belly like he does, but it wasn't him. Tallodactyl. Yeah. So, uh, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) I apologize. (laughs) One of the things that, uh, you know, Guido has to deal with throughout the movie is the fact that he's, uh, you know, apparently one of a kind. (laughs) I'm just one of a kind. Holy shit, it's only me in my mind. Okay, um, so that's the first song. I'm just trying to transition into some song yeah, talk. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. like basically a cheap chorus line, you know. Yeah. One singular sensation, every little <laughs> not flying step he takes. Um, and it's 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 hilarious because it's like all of the, you know, dino kids like singing about – how fucking great it would be to just be one of a kind. Like, I'm just be by myself. It'd be so awesome. And then the last verse is Guido being like, actually, you guys, one of a kind is not great. It sucks. It sucks. It really sucks. Furthermore, <laughs> Sarah, Littlefoot, and Spike actually pretty much have been one of a kind this entire time in the Great Valley. Yes. That's true. That's true. Because Sarah lost her sisters way back in the like, second movie, apparently, in your head canon. Littlefoot has always been alone. <laughs> uh, you know... <laughs> he just wants like, to ditch the grandparents, I think. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, I mean, Spike... Yeah, he has Ducky and her sisters, but he, you know, it was we had a whole movie about how he was different and wasn't actually their brother. (laughs) Yep. Mm Hmm. So I don't know. So kind of a dumb, kind of a dumb song. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, I don't know. What's the best song in this in this century? Let's just let's just get it out of the way. What's the best song in this movie? Yeah. Oh, I thought you said for a second. I thought you were like, "What's the best song in this century?" And I was like, yeah. <laughs> "I was like, oh shit, I got to think this about en- that." <laughs> this, this entry. Sorry. Define so, gravity. Yeah. What's the best song in century? What, <laughs> yeah. what, what do you guys think? Uh, I mean, the, I, I'm gonna have to say the flip flap and fly song, but I mean, yeah, just because I mean, just yeah, it's true. it's like super repetitive. <laughs> Um, but it does get stuck in my head for that reason. Hey, what was the third song? Uh, it's called something about change. Like sometimes, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I don't want it's called things change. change. And it was another. This yeah. is like another Sarah solo song or whatever. And I was like, Ugh. the narrator says like, and that's how things change in this time of change. <laughs> it was like, did you? Could you not? Like, even though that's what you wrote down in the script, if you're in the booth, you're just like, can we just do that again? Like, I'm going to try some stuff. <laughs> it's time to change this line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that that's, is that it? Wait, hold I on. I honestly feel like that no, that's there's it. a big thing that we have to talk about. You guys got to also that. listen to this. Uh, so Tyler was asking earlier what the best song is, and it's definitely this here. Okay. 
What? Is that Russian? Yeah. Somebody uploaded this song on YouTube in Russian, and I was like, oh my God. You guys got to hear what this sounds like. Yeah, that thing at the end. I guess, like, one of the, like. The judge. Yeah, exactly. It just sounds so funny. I just thought. David Harbour in Black Widow. Sounded so funny in Russian. Okay, but a few I I did take like a few notes of minor things. Yes. Uh, go for okay. It. So first of all, Dr. I don't know. I, I'm still watching with captions, and for some reason, Topsy is now spelled T O P P S I E in the <laughs> captions. So they call him that. Uh, Dope. Yeah. So, Tops. You know. Topsy. 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 <laughs> um, okay, so Sky Fluffies we talked about. Yep, Sky Fluffies. Uh, I did like when Petrie said, everyone, we have a new member of our family. And the mom said, mm, I think I'm usually the one. That was great. I appreciated that line. Trust McNeil, Petrie's mom, the third <laughs> Animaniacs, that they can all be here. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, oh, okay. So when Sarah's complaining about the fact that her dad and new stepmom don't pay attention to her, Littlefoot is like, at least your dad's with you. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. Reference. <laughs> Which, like, at least, you know, like, he, he leaves it there. And he doesn't like go on, but you know that like at that point, Sarah and all the other people are like, oh shit, his mom's dead. Like, you know, like, and his dad abandoned him. Like, oh, <laughs> gotta stop complaining. Uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, uh, Guido eats a worm at some point, so I guess that's alluding to that he is a carnivorous raptor. Yep, I liked his line about how he doesn't. Uh, I don't know about uh, swimming in the place that I drink. Like that seems real yeah. gross. <laughs> and I was like, he's not wrong. That yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, fish have sex in the ocean. What do you know? What yeah, fish. yeah. I didn't Fuck think yeah. about um, that. <laughs> we have an update uh, on Mo Watch. Yes. Oh, no. Mo That's returns. Mo returns this time. And actually, he gets to sing like one second of the Flip Flap and Fly song. <laughs> Mo only shows up for musical numbers now. So, do you think that I this mean, was like trying to be a cutesy reference to Rob Paulson? Uh, I think so. Yeah, because Mo pops up and lifts Guido up out of the water, right? Yeah, and he says like, you know, like something like I don't remember what he's saying. He says like Flip Flap and Fly or something. I don't know. <laughs> But, so there had to have been enough demand from the fans for more. I Mo. guess, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. More Mo. More Mo. Did you check Shayna? <laughs> I did. And she just said, Mo back to me. <laughs> it was funny. Um We're getting enough movies so that we can like program a Mo retrospective here. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> Come watch this entire film and then two seconds of two other films. It's gonna be the Mo trilogy, yeah. I did like the the other reason I liked the um, flip flap and fly song is that like the sequence was like more set up like a musical number like with all the yeah. dinosaurs dancing around and other dinosaurs singing it was like a bigger musical number than some of the other ones where they're just like I'm gonna jump on this tree and then jump on that tree and be sad over here <laughs> by a rock yeah you know like that 
Mm-hmm. So I sort of alluded to this earlier, but Ducky is like actually becoming like a sad victim of abuse here. Like Spike is yeah. just like, okay, like we had the whole movie where she like appreciated Spike, but like at this point, like he needs to change and stop like destroying her because she's a small <laughs> little like whatever platypus dinosaur that's not like gonna be able to grow if he keeps squishing on her then sarah traps and like squishes her under a tree for an extended period of time and then she's so like in this abused relationship mindset that later on when they all start walking after guido in the middle of the night she's like wait i can't do this like i need to go back and get sarah or she's gonna like punish me later (laughs) right (laughs) i forgot about that oh man yeah that's not good that's not good yeah I don't like I don't like where Ducky's going. Hopefully the next one she gets a bit of a moment or something again. Uh yeah, not good. Uh and then the other weird thing was that after the log scene, Littlefoot's like the last one to jump off. And I don't think we've really done this before, but instead there was like a slow mo where he's like <laughs> like flying toward the edge of the cliff you know like i don't think they've ever done that before it was so funny like uh, i i was watching it here uh and my brother was sitting here like um just because you know there's nothing else to do so he was also watching and, and that part happened and he was like holding on the edge and i was like this is where he dies <laughs> <laughs> otherwise why would they do the slow motion it's a big deal and he was yeah. so barely in the movie i was like eh you it's just so kill them off. Like they, they, <laughs> they always have these kind of moments, like in the movie where there's like life and death situations, but they've never like focused on one like that. And the music was all dramatic. Yeah. And I was like, what is happening here? Like they're really like trying to like hammer home. Like he could have died in this. Movie. Yeah, it was very weird. I thought he actually was gonna fall or something. That would have been strange, but very weird. This is the time where Littlefoot ends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, we haven't talked at all about the the great day of the Flyers, which is apparently some sort of, like, uh, you know, uh, ritual that the Flyers have to go through to prove that they're grown up and they've learned everything they need to learn. Let me let me ask you this. This is my now my new fan theory that the Flyers are the Gungans of the Land Before Time <laughs> series. <laughs> okay, wait. You got to explain this. Why? Why do you say this? Uh, well, because Petrie kind of talks like one, and I think that the uh, the great the day of the Flyers would be better with Augie's marching band song. Yes. Is Uncle Toronto Boss Nass? Yes. He totally would be Boss Nass. It's canon. That song would make everything better. So. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I just didn't like it because it was made quite clear that this was like a form and technique exercise. You know, yep. it was not for artistic merit, you know, like, you know, like an ice skating judging. They have like the artistic score and the like, you know, technical merit score or like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, like, I hate to be all like marching band is so important. But anything <laughs> like dance, marching band, any kind of performance, competitive performance, there is a technical element and then also artistry. You can't just decide that you want to, you know go nuts during the the technical evaluation yeah exactly not cool 
and he's just not being safe. I mean, he could have been spiraling out up there and hit one of the other crews in the area. You know, it's not safe. <laughs> Petrie. Yeah. Out. And then at the end, they're all happy and they're like, the great day of flyers has changed forever. And they like zoom out and it looks like shit. Like, it doesn't look cool at all. They're just all flying around aimlessly, like, in a repeated copy and pasted pattern, like, four (laughs) times, and it looks like nothing. It doesn't look cool. It would look a lot cooler if they were doing the flying V or any sort of formation whatsoever. Didn't they, at the end of the, uh, like, flip, flap, and fly song, they're, like, spinning around in some sort of, like, atom-like shape or something, you know? They're flying in a bunch of circles that are all linked together. I don't know. It looks cool. Well, they could have been doing that. They could have been doing that. Yeah. They could have been making, like, you know, spelling out shapes or drones, like at the Super Bowl halftime. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What did you guys make of that moment? Uh, There's a couple times in the movie where uh, Petrie totally messes up the flying and like ends up causing everyone to fall from the sky what do you guys think of that no moment that one time that it happened and then like a dinosaur like in towards the front of the screen turns with the camera and goes like strange weather we're having <laughs> <laughs> which i i can't even get the line out because it sounds like it's a joke but this really happens in the movie <laughs> so he turns to the camera like weird weather we're having right kids Rat kids. <laughs> End scene. <laughs> no one around him goes like, yeah, it is weird. I don't know. It reminds me of Pat Oswalt's bit about doing punch-up on movies, where it's just like what punch-up is, and they try to do voiceover of just like an elevator like that's falling to its doom, and then someone off the screen just yelling like, ooh, like, ladies' garments, second floor. <laughs> Uh, I yeah, couldn't believe it, that. It feels like something that was just, yeah, look at this funny line, I guess. <laughs> I just felt like, you know, Sarah's story was small and inconsequential. Petrie's story was lame and didn't make any sense logically, uh, even though, you know, he learned to be true to himself or whatever. And then Guido's story is just, like, not resolved. Like, yeah, they found yeah. out he could fly. But, like, what's going to happen? He doesn't have his family. He doesn't have a herd. They don't know where he came from. He has amnesia. And he's going to grow up to want to eat them. Yeah, the rainbow faces (laughs) are going to be like, oh, no, our xenomorph has been loosed on the planet. (laughs) And it's going to consume and kill until there's nothing left. He He changed. He helps change the great day of the Flyers forever. Like... We were so impressed back in the day when they acknowledged everybody's like and Chomper's biology. And they were like, we can't, even though they were like little kids then, they're like, we cannot keep this guy, even though he's cute. It's just not going to work. Like he, you know, but this guy, like they, they're just like, oh, I guess Guido's here. <laughs> he's one of us. He's Guido's, one of us now. Guido is not going to be in the next movie. It's just not going to happen. I really hope he's not. I hope he's not too, but uh, who knows? He sucks. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> this, uh, this... Uh, are we going to... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, this movie also continues the tradition of uh, adding in one last life or death situation right before the credits roll. That's right. <laughs> the, you, we, we spent like the whole second... 30 minutes of the movie watching, uh, as, as Elis mentioned earlier, Trisha, the baby three horn like wander off into the distance and just 
constantly just, oh, barely missing our gang as she wanders further into wherever. And she falls in the fast water and, um, yeah, almost dies. Mm -hmm. Everyone flies to save her. And then she falls from like 30 stories up or something. <laughs> but then it's fine. Yeah. There's a, there, it's I mean, all we, fine. Get, we get all of the, we get all of the hits. We get big meat eating dinosaur being trapped by rocks. We get an earthquake. <laughs> we get a log over a ravine. Oh. We get a giant fall. We get everything. Yeah. And uh, it's everything that we've already seen 30 times. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, is it time where we rate this as if we are, uh, uncle Toronto judges of the, uh, the day of flying. We'll just give straight scores do, boop, as if do, we're, do, we're judging do, the formation. Do. Yep. Do it. <laughs> I'm going to give this movie a, a, a solid three. Oh, on the, on the judging table. Uh, I found it to be repetitive and... As I'm saying it, I'm going to give it a two. I'm actually going to take my card my card down, put up a two, realize that they did not Considering... uh, do anything unique, nor did they have anything fun, nor were any of the songs good. Uh, but at the same time, it didn't offend me. It just bored me. So it's two. All right. I... Um... I think I get. I think we all kind of gave last week's a two, right? I don't even remember. But anyways, yeah. um, this actually I d was so angry last week, but this in its mediocrity, even though I'm less angry, I think I dislike this movie more because, you know, mm -hmm. even though last week was morally reprehensible, I think like the stakes with the tiny sources and. Um, Sarah's dad trying to lead an angry mob into a genocide at least was like it felt like of enough material for a film or this is just like inconsequential TV episodes like learning the same lessons that kids in any like preschool TV show would learn like mm -hmm. you gotta accept your new sibling and you know be yourself and that's just stupid and um yeah, and also uh, I just saw a fun fact on the Wikipedia that this is now the second movie to not contain any of James Horner's original score or of the um, If We Hold On Together song. Yep. Uh, and it shows. <laughs> so <laughs> just saying, it's going to be two for me. Yeah, you know, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, you know, I watched all the flyers go by. I watched them and I was like, you know what? Also two. <laughs> Uh, I, I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like tempted to give it a one. Cause I'm like, so far this is the worst one for me, uh, for sure. But I'm also like, I don't know. There still could be one more. There's, there's only two left, but there still could be one more. That's real, real shitty. Um, but yeah, this one, it's just like extremely formulaic to the point of like repeating things we've seen, like I said, a bunch of times. Um, and you know, when Guido shows up, I was just like, oh God, here's the wacky character of the week basically. And the fact that he mm -hmm. just sounded exactly like Yakko and I just was, I don't know. I just was super bored by him. And, you know, just also maybe because it was just like extremely obvious what was going to happen with his story arc. Like, okay, you know, yeah, we're going to find out he can fly or something. So and that's what happens. And there's not really anything more than that. 
Like like Ela said, there's no like you know, there's no interesting reveal that we'll ever learn about why he was there or where he came from or whatever. Uh, so yeah, pretty bad. I don't one. want to know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't really care. Um, I would rather honestly have them take a big swing with something insane and then offend me than to just put out this boring crap. <laughs> yeah, yep. for sure. Hundred percent. Um. The only other thing I was going to say is that this is uh, finally the return of the common sense media for the land before time. Oh, shit. Have you been checking every time and they hadn't issued a... Well, I had looked early on and it was like, oh, there's like the all the movies in the middle they don't have. And then this one they have for some reason. Okay. Um, but I just wanted to read, uh, you know, they actually they actually have some good points on this one of like what to talk to your kids about, you know, and one of them is, you know, like talk to your kids about if they're having like a new sibling or or, you know, what did Petrie do to be himself and all that stuff. So I was like, OK, those aren't funny things. That's like a boring a good thing. But there is a uh, there's a review on here from a 13 year old teen. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. It says written by someone you don't know. And it's a one-star review. And I feel like, you know, this might kind of go with what how we're feeling on this. It says, okay. absolutely pathetic is the title. It says, I don't care if this will entertain kids, and I don't care if it has a Spinosaurus. <laughs> this, movie <is> a, <laughs> this movie is a vomit-inducing wreck that makes me want to insert pins into my eyes. The pacing and script makes Uwe Boll look like Steven Spielberg. The animation is oversimplified, and the acting, ugh. <laughs> This has got to be the worst of the Land Before Time sequels, which are all really bad. It says in parentheses. <laughs> it says, this movie needs to be studied. It needs to be analyzed for generations to come. It needs to be seen as one of the worst sequel films of all time. I mean, what kind of sadomasochistic numbnuts came up with the idea to turn one of the most emotional and heartbreaking animated films of all time into a saga of sequels that make Barney look like Citizen Kane? <laughs> i mean i'm in huge support of people making land before time sequels because it will increase the popularity of the original but why did the sequels have to turn out this bad i mean really no taste no originality no talent just mindless crap 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 <laughs> that's it that's it that was amazing uh that's that 13 year old is a very good writer there was also another um there was another thirteen year old teen that's a username Reptile Lover one three six that uh went through their review and tagged all the things that say this title contains sexy stuff, language, cons- <laughs> consumerism. <laughs> and then uh, the the review says, Haha, silly prank, actually it's made for kids. <laughs> Good mean- one. Daddy Tops and Tria definitely bone. Like, haha, silly prank. Yeah, I don't know. That's the sexy stuff that he's. We didn't even talk about the like weird scene where like she doesn't want to sleep near him, like, and she makes him roll over so far he falls off a cliff. Yeah. Further, further. I don't get it, but anyway, um, yeah, it was a lot. Um, I have to say, I did feel like very shocked and strange to see that this was the second to last disc in the box yeah we're getting there we're really getting there there's only two left can't believe it i can't believe we like are almost done 
and we yeah we got to say they're still they are still with the Roman numerals in the <laughs> in the titles Thank here. God. That's true. Keep keeping up. If they with get it. rid of the Roman numerals, or if they stop acknowledging the existence of climate change and evolution, I will be furious. <laughs> because you know what? Like for whatever qualms I may have with Charles Grosvenor, so far he's been on the right side of history about <laughs> evolution, climate change, and the use of Roman numerals. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> That's so true. true. Well, <sighs> well, we're yeah. I was going to say, speaking of continuing on with the series, uh, we're we're coming up next on the unlucky number 13. <laughs> and it's called The Lambert 4 Time 13, The Wisdom of Friends. God damn it. <laughs> the show? That's, yeah. Yeah, they're going to talk about the show Friends. Uh, I mean, that's a pretty lame sounding title, too. <laughs> Right. But the you know, we thought friends. Great Long Neck Migration sounded like a stupid title, and that was great. That's true. That's, That's right. true. So this one this one is, uh, yeah, the very next year. Well, sorry, the, the last one was on TV in 2006, and this is released in 2007. So I guess same year as the TV show as well. So maybe it'll be feeling like another TV episode. Oh, boy. Which would be just great. Yep. <laughs> I mean, hasn't he already learned everything he can from his friends? It's probably gonna, <laughs> is it going to be new friends? They're going to be Maybe new people. The wisdom of the aliens. Maybe the aliens will come back and be like, "You're all a fucked up experiment. You're in a simulation. You gotta go." <laughs> You're still concentrating on the aliens, and they are just never coming back. Like they're the least likely to come back of anyone we've ever met like yeah. mo has already come back two times <laughs> and the aliens true. have not come back <laughs> okay uh, do maybe you... chopper's gonna tell littlefoot how to eat his friends i hope chopper <laughs> comes back friends for dinner yeah ding, 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 ding. yeah do you think uh do you think tria is gonna be in this one <laughs> god i fucking hope not but probably like it's gonna be another daddy top centric jam Oh God! Yeah, we don't need. Like, yeah, Danny Thompson's friend will come in and be like, "It'll be his friend from outside the Great Valley." And he's like, "No, like you've gotten soft. You really should hate people and judge them <laughs> how they look." And he'll be like, "Yeah, you're right. We should. Let's kick everybody out." It would be hilarious if, like, yeah, they they bring Tria on for this one, and then she's just never seen again, and the baby isn't seen. <laughs> the baby, yeah, they also leave. <laughs> They're just gone. They can't take Danny Thompson. It's too much. Tria and the baby just go upstairs and are never seen it from again. <laughs> yep. Well, well, and so we have to endure that. Uh, <laughs> Eva's, where can people get in touch with us? <laughs> you can email us sequelrights at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Sequel Rights. Please uh, rate review us on Apple Podcasts for these hot takes on Land Before Time 12. <laughs> uh, that you know, it's the only place you can find them, really. So that's uh, true. We really appreciate it. It does. It does. We're, we're joking. It does. It does mean a lot when when people can leave a review. And we really appreciate it when you can. Yes, please do. It helps us. It helps us get out there to all the people that just you know have been waiting to watch these movies. <laughs> All the, for the right moment. All those three-year-olds just waiting for this. Yeah. Like, probably Rob Paulson, who hasn't watched any of them. <laughs> yeah. 
He just has to usually go in and go a couple times and then it's done. All right, you guys. Thanks for being here this week for the great day of the Flyers. Next week, we'll see you back so we can share the wisdom of friends. <laughs>